Theatre Show with Ben and Susie, produced in association with the St Albans Podcast. For more St Albans Podcasts, check out stalbanspodcast.com for full details on all the podcasts available and how to subscribe. To get in touch with The Theatre Show, email theatreshow at stalbanspodcast.com. The St Albans Podcast Theatre Show, out every fortnight on Thursdays. Welcome to another theatre podcast show with Ben and Susie. It's good to be back, Susie. It is good, isn't it? Now that I'm uh, working the desk properly, we definitely <laughs> didn't try recording this with the wrong microphones turned on. That definitely would be not. And if producer Danny is listening, it definitely, definitely, definitely didn't happen. Didn't happen. Um, anyway, welcome everybody. We have got an absolutely jam-packed show for you this week. Yep, we've got three previews. Three. Uh, so you better get booking those tickets after you listen to the previews. Absolutely. Remember all links to all the shows, all everything you hear about um, is in the, the notes or visit Um If you've got any thoughts on any of the shows that you've seen um, or the ones that we've seen or the ones that we're going to see, uh, email us at Susie at stalbanspodcast.com or Ben at stalbanspodcast.com or theatre show at stalbanspodcast.com. I love that we do that. It's so cute. Um, right. So we've got lots coming up. We um, we spoke to Steph Cotter, who is performing in Flint Street Nativity, which is taking place at the Barn Theatre in Wellin. Um, that is, it sounds really cute. A bunch of grown-ups playing seven-year-olds. Oh, so it's like the the less adult version of 17. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it says. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how they take on bringing it down to a seven-year-old in a way that's not caricature-ish. Mm. Um, we then spoke with Sarah Ferdinand and Lily Prowse. Um, Sarah, who wrote um, Yellow Wallpaper, she took it from a book to a, a stage play. And Lily, who's starring in it. <clears throat> and they are dealing with really difficult topics about, um, you know, new mothers and the kind of the mental strain um, mm. of that. And I think it's going to be a really touching, really moving play and um, really interesting conversation with those guys. So um, stay tuned for that one. Um, and the final preview was with um, David Bevan, who's directing The Children um, for OVO at the Maltings Arts Theatre. Um, it's a play about three nuclear physicists in the um, wake of a nuclear fallout. Um, and uh, Annette Holland joined us for that as well. She's playing one of the physicists. So we've got a Christmassy one and then two that sound like a barrel of laughs. <laughs> more challenging is probably what you wanted to say challenging yeah, moving <laughs> um but also really good and they actually went to a nuclear reactor wow as like research so that's really cool so that we spoke is so about cool that. they um, say about acting it's all about it's not about acting it's about reacting oh nuclear reacting mm. nice. <laughs> and then of course the bit of the show i'm looking forward to least which is the review this week Yes, so Pitman Painters went up this week. So uh, it started, opening night was on the 8th of November and it's running till the 16th. Yes. Buy, uh, buy your tickets. And the links to the tickets are in the show notes. Buy tickets. Uh, and so I unfortunately won't get to see it until this podcast goes out. So you will have to hear my thoughts on the next a second, episode. A second review, Ooh, brutal. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Danny and Katie will go and see it for us, our roving reporters. Yes. Uh, so you can hear from them uh, what they thought of Susie uh, and don't listen to <laughs> and, how don't listen other, to how mean Danny six is people in the cast yeah so don't worry about that seven uh, people in the cast um, so yes check out um, all the links are, are on here we would also love to hear from you if you've seen any of these shows we'd love to hear your thoughts um, particularly if you saw um, Much Ado About Nothing which was recently on with Ovo in the Maltings Arts Theatre because it had such great reviews mm. um, that I saw so we'd love to have some of those some of your thoughts on that in the meantime, should we get stuck in? Let's just jump right into Let's it. Let's jump right in. I'm 
joined in the studio by Steph Cotter. Hi, Steph. Hi, Susie. <laughs> nice to have you with me. With Thanks. us, I can say with us, but it's just it's just you and me. It is. <laughs> so Steph has joined me today um, to talk to me about her latest project with the Barn Theatre. Yes, that's right, Barn Theatre in Welland Garden City. And how long have you been acting with the Barn Theatre? Well, actually only a year. So this is my second show with them. Mm-hmm. I've done with them. So still newish I would say but they've been they've been warm invited you in oh they've been absolutely lovely they're a great group and uh, very welcoming and where where exactly in Welling is the is the theatre so it's um off hand side lane um it's not very far from the town Mm centre so it's relatively easy to find and it's it's an old barn so uh, it's a lovely old building and uh, it's a very nice very cute quaint theatre so it's a nice venue is it a big organization over there lots of members or yeah lots of membership uh, lots of members and um quite a long history Mm we're celebrating its 50th anniversary this season so uh lots of old standing members that have been members for a long time and lots of new members joining every year I think so fantastic yeah it's a it's good good company to be part of great so we, we we've invited Steph in to talk to us not just about the barn theatre because we like to expand beyond St Albans although we are part of the St Albans podcast we're not exclusive here <laughs> <laughs> um so tell me um you are starring in the Flint Street Nativity yes that's right yeah it's about time to get ready for the festive season that's it, so, yeah. yeah a bit of a Christmassy theme when does the show start it starts on the 15th of November, so not long, and runs through to the 23rd. Fantastic. So this really is the, the pre-Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> yes, pre-Christmas, get you in the mood for festive season. So tell me about the Flint Street Nativity. So Flint Street Nativity is about a group of seven-year-olds who mm-hmm. are putting on their class nativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the children are played by adults. Okay. So... Basically, I'd say the play is sort of divided into maybe three phases. So it starts off where you see the kids preparing to put on their show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then in the kind of second phase, you see part of the actual nativity itself. But also at the same time, you see what's going on in the wings Mm -hmm. and backstage and various sort of places around the school where the children have put themselves. (laughs) And um, right at the end, you see uh, the children's parents and we play our own parents essentially so when we we come back different costumes but as our parents so okay it's quite an interesting setup so when you said to me you're embracing your inner seven-year-old you really really are yeah we really are so we've got a cast of lots of different ages but we're all we're all playing kids so it's been an awful lot of fun and brilliant yeah so good so what's your what's your seven-year-old character so my character's called Jess mm-hmm. um, in in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the play, she's playing one of the wise men. Great. Um, and yeah, she's uh, quite a sweet little character. But her main sort of story is that she's got a little best friend uh-huh. who's um, called Sophia. She's the angel. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've also got another friend called Ashley, who's the angel Gabriel. Okay. Who, as we all know, is the main angel. The main one, yeah. And she's the main friend. She's the boss friend. Gotcha. Yeah, so <laughs> we've, all, we've all been there. I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> exactly, and that's the great thing about the show. We can all sort of remember that sort of friend that mm-hmm. we had. So, and if you've got kids as well, you'll probably be familiar with the my friend's not friends with me anymore, and, <laughs> and then they're best friends again the next minute. Yeah, but there's a lot of that sort of dynamic going on. Yeah. So, so what's what is the challenge of playing a seven year old? Well, the thing that our director Belinda and also it's sort of in the notes of the play is not to 
play it as a caricature. Yeah. So we're not playing the fact that we're children for laughs. It's a very funny play, mm-hmm. but the fact that we're adults playing children isn't necessarily the funny bit. It's just that children are funny. It's the yes. funny thing. Um, so almost in a way, one of the challenges is not to overplay it and mm-hmm. be too sort of childish about it. Yeah. Because um, often kids can be a bit more grown up than we give them credit yes, for sometimes true. um although there's sort of quite a spread amongst the characters you know some of them are definitely a bit more grown up than, than the <laughs> others um so yeah it's a challenge to not be tempted to be too sort of silly with it mm-hmm. um but also to get sort of enough of those sort of childish mannerisms yes. and get get that sort of right so yeah it's, it's been in, it's been interesting this will be this be so we went to see um 17 at the pump house theater a couple of months back where adults playing um 17 year olds yep. um but these giveaways in the name i guess <laughs> i was thinking was that the right age yeah it was and i think that was again and we we're talking to some of the actors after as well the thing they got really right was that they weren't caricatures within that they you know it's about having the mannerisms but mm. not overdoing it yeah so to take that back another 10 years I can imagine is is quite a challenge but a lot of fun yeah it's a, it's a lot of fun I've sort of watched a couple of friends kids and seen see what they, <laughs> they how they sort of interact with adults and with each other and yeah. um, obviously any cast that have got kids have sort of yeah. fed back any interesting you've, bits you've suddenly been like queen babysitter for everybody <laughs> lovely all right Steph we're gonna um, we're gonna come back to you just shortly and um, and carry on with this I am joined now in the uh, podcast studio by Sarah Ferdinands and Lily Prowse. Hello. Hello. Hi, Susan. Lovely to have you here. You are, you've come in to talk to me today about the yellow wallpaper. Yes, that's right. The yellow wallpaper. It's going to be playing at um, the Maltings Arts Theatre in November. Mm-hmm. What dates are we on? It is the 21st on... to the 23rd. So you've only got three evenings and uh, it's going to sell out quickly. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I want to hear all about it, but I've got to start at the beginning of this. So okay. when you got in touch with me, Sarah, you said this is your passion play. So yes. tell me how this has come about. I will. Thank you. Um, so I studied the yellow wallpaper when I was at university studying English mm-hmm. and I found the story fascinating. So it's a um, gothic short fiction written by a feminist author, Charlotte Perkins Gilman. Um, and it's a story about, it's written in the first person and it's kind of like a, a diary about this woman who's just had a baby and she just feels very isolated and she gets kind of really strangely attached to the decor and the wallpaper. She starts to see things beneath the wallpaper. Okay. She starts to see women behind it uh-huh. living inside it and she sees that there are bars on the outside of the paper so she gets really obsessed like a Stockholm Syndrome situation Um, it's essentially her her descent into madness psychosis call it what you like but I view it as a postnatal sort of um, postnatal depression slash psychosis so Mm -hmm. that's really fascinating to me Um, I've taught it uh, as part of an English uh, scheme of work when I was teaching English at a grammar school and I really wanted to bring it to the stage. For me, it's a very theatrical piece. Um, and I couldn't find a play that was written. I know it's been on, but I couldn't find a, um, a play text that I could use, so yeah. I wrote one. Um, and I Just wrote, like that. I just, yeah, I was like, I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm going to make this just thing happen. Just occurred to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, so tell me about that a little bit. I mean, yeah. where did you even start? Okay. Um, well, so... I wanted to locate it in the modern day. I wanted to make it relatable. And I wanted our modern audience to be able to come and see this play and go, that could happen to me Mm -hmm. or my sister or my friend. How do we stop this happening in society? So for me, it was a larger issue of, you know, why is it that women you know postpartum are struggling with Mm -hmm. these feelings of isolation and depression? What can we as society do to 
to ameliorate that. Um, and so I just wanted to try and tell a story that was really relatable that, you know, I've experienced. I've had three children. I know mm-hmm. what it feels like to go from buzzy, independent life, you know, having a great time and freedom and to then suddenly find that you've got this baby and and then you're kind of alone with it and all it's the time all the time and <laughs> i and love my kids but all the exactly. time and, and it's so hard and yeah. it's so lonely sometimes and you know it's hard to explain that to someone you know without experiencing it and i wanted our audience to be able to experience that whether they've had children or mm. not just to say well actually there's no there's no one to blame here this is just a story that happens and and what can we do to try and make that change you know just to really question our behaviors and, mm-hmm. and the way we treat um you know new parents in society so it's not a lecture play weirdly i've written it as a comedy <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. because again you know i've got the sarah ferdinand sort of uh, usp <laughs> here which is i like comedy i like bar and i like music i uh-huh. like movement so i've got my usual style coming into Lovely. this um for those of you who saw things at the abbey theater things i know to be true mm-hmm. and modern dance for beginners which i also directed i like to bring a sense of fun and energy so it's super fast paced um, so let's bring Lily in at this mm-hmm. point because you Hi. mentioned Modern Dance for Beginners which Lily was she in was, but she was she's my not, starring lady she's not your starring lady this time she's not but not because she couldn't do it I'll tell you <laughs> what I had the most mind blowing audition workshop on Saturday where every single person who came to audition was out of this world talented so and have you cast it I've cast them yeah I've cast oh, them all in it and wow. uh, Lily is assistant director in this so okay. she has a, a very prestigious role and uh, I would very much be looking forward to working with her in that respect but she's also cast in it as well so she's going to be um, playing lots of the kind of um, cameo roles as well uh-huh. as kind of dance and ensemble and it's a very much an ensemble piece so whilst we have our protagonist we also have a very busy ensemble. Okay. Yeah. So, Lily, you mentioned this is your debut in the directing space. Absolutely. I'm so excited, and especially to be working with Sarah because obviously she has directed me before. Mm-hmm. And as she was saying about her style, she's she's so creative, and not only does she bring in lots of different mediums as the dance and the music, but also it's always a very collaborative process in terms of taking on people's ideas and being receptive to those and finding solutions together. Um, and it's an Another intensive project of a couple of weeks rehearsal mm. which I think really helps you to get into the role as well mm-hmm. so I'm excited to kind of be on the other side and bring my creative eye to to the piece and one of the things we talk about a lot in this podcast is the things that you do that aren't on stage um so you know both Ben and I have been on stage we enjoy being on stage but it's this the idea of like for the whole community everyone who's listening they might not want that that might be horrendous and there's Mm -hmm. so many other things they can do so what is it about kind of being an assistant director what's kind of drawn you to kind of go to this point um that's a good question so i am looking in in my life to be involved in the creative arts in in any way possible mm-hmm. um I, that's just how my brain works i, I love doing that that's my passion is, is being on stage mm. but also i've decided that i want to do um an ma in devised theater okay. so a great way to do that is, is, is obviously working with other people drawing out the best in other people to create something brand new which i think is why this project appealed to me so much um because it is is it's written by Sarah it's not been done before Mm -hmm. and it's really kind of pushing the boundaries of what theatre is because for this play it's not just a play it's also going to kind of be an immersive experience Um, there's going to be times where the actors will speak directly to the audience and bring them in in that way and kind of coming up with those creative ideas in order to get the big message across of how we view women in their role as in motherhood things like that mm. that's going to add to the experience for the audience so mm-hmm. that to me is also really exciting 
Fabulous. Well, we're going to come back and spend a bit more time with Lily and Sarah shortly. Thank you. I am joined in the studio by David Bevan and Annette Holland. Hello and Hello. welcome. Hello. Hello. Lovely to have you here. What are you here to talk to us about today? Yeah, we're here to talk about the children, um, a show that um, I'm directing for uh, Ovo at the Maltings, which is on 28th to the 30th of November. Fabulous. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's uh, been written by Lucy Kirkwood, um, was in the West End for quite a while and then went to Broadway, where it was nominated for all kinds of awards. Wow. Okay, so you've, you've set yourself a, a high bar here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Oscar performances coming to St Albans. Yeah. Uh, it's a beautifully written play. Um, tell me tell me about the children. What is the, what is the play about? Okay, so we have two retired nuclear engineers living in a little, uh, little seaside cottage um, on the Suffolk coast we have managed to, to work out. Um, and their lives are somewhat turned upside down by the arrival of an old friend. Okay. Um, meanwhile, outside, uh, the world is in a bit of chaos following a, a Fukushima-type event. Um, and it's basically what happens with the as these three uh, individuals sort of meet again for the first time in you know, 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and all sorts of secrets surface. As you do. Uh, yeah, as, 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 they do. As, as they do in plays. <laughs> um, and... It starts to question uh, the ways in which the generations look after each other. So, um, okay. Do um, older generation have a duty of care to the younger generation mm-hmm. uh, to leave them room to build a brighter future? That kind of thing. So is it a sort of dystopian future piece or is it it's just much more a kind of here and now? I wouldn't say it's dystopian. Mm-hmm. I think, it, it, I mean, it's, it's here and now and, you know, the, what is happening outside mm-hmm. um, is reflected Inside, so if you like, the the, the outside chaos is reflected uh, by the relationships between these three characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually quite interesting because in the, in uh, as part of this, they're being nuclear engineers. They explain how nuclear fission works. Okay. How the slow, slow moving. So it's an educational piece. It is. The slow moving <laughs> electron re- releases three free neutrons, which bang around and cause all the uh-huh. the energy. And this is really what's happening in this little cottage. They've right. got three free neutrons banging around, causing all kinds of uh, of, of energy. Um, and it's a sort of it, it looks at the way in which the, the generations look after each other mm-hmm. and whether we have a duty of care um, as older people towards the younger generation mm-hmm. and so you've got this lovely cast of three one of which is Annette hello <laughs> <laughs> and um, so tell me Annette you um, you're playing one of these um, retired phys- physicists nuclear physicist yep I play Hazel who is a retired nuclear engineer uh, she took early retirement and started an organic small holding. And her world is turned upside down by the events uh, at um, the power station mm-hmm. where she used to work and also by events when this old friend calls. Yeah. And uh, her her life is in complete turmoil and i'm i'm very interested because we we like to try and get into how people prepare for their roles and um ben and i talk about you know how we learn lines and things but you've actually been out on location preparing for your role tell me about that well david and i have spent a couple of days in suffolk Mm -hmm. looking at the coastline looking at a village that or town really big town that was swallowed up by the sea mm-hmm. in I believe the 13th century um, and also we went to Sizewell B to find out I wanted to know a day in the life of a nuclear engineer 
So this is, and I, I wasn't aware of this until you know until you came in that this is we have this nuclear power station on mm. the Suffolk coastline. I'm just a bit naive about where we have power stations. Um, so you actually went there and and had a bit of training on. Yeah. To, to understand the role, really. Yeah, um, I asked the person in the visitor centre, Jo, who was so helpful, and she got um, the trainer in who trains the nuclear engineers mm-hmm. who explained to me the various roles and, you know, in layman's terms, obviously, um, about, you know, what what would go on and comparing Sizewell A with Sizewell B and they've mm-hmm. also got plans for Sizewell C, you know. Oh, there you go. She's just hitting the table, then if you're worried about that. <laughs> Very passionately. Yeah, Fantastic. Passionate. Lovely. Well, leave. we will uh, come back with David and Annette shortly um, and to hear a little bit more. Hello, I'm Simon Carver. Join me and Danny Smith on our new podcast, The St Albans Film Guide. Each week we'll be looking at what's on at the cinema, the top ten, new releases, and also what's on TV over the coming week on all the free-to-air channels. Now, if you want to find the podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for The St Albans Podcast. Alternatively, you can go to stalbanspodcast.com to find out more. So that's the film guide with me, Simon Carver, part of the St Albans Podcast in association with the Hearts Advertiser. So we're here in the foyer of the Abbey Theatre. I'm here with uh, acclaimed award-winning local actress Katie Robinson. Hello. Hello. And uh, we have just watched The Pitman Painters, which is on here at the Abbey Theatre um, until uh, Saturday the 16th of November. And uh, so, uh, what are your immediate thoughts? We've just come out of the auditorium. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was an excellent play. Uh, I think the cast all did a really good job. Really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, something that I'd heard uh, said about the production is it was quite long. Now, it was two and a half hours, pretty much. But I'm somebody who has a very low attention span, and I don't think I looked at my watch once. I I found it quite... It, it had pace, I absolutely. found it quite gripping, it was yep. very entertaining and quite funny but poignant. Yes, absolutely, it, and it was genuinely a very funny play. Like you say, very poignant, but um, I think I'm going to think go to uh, perhaps a slight criticism here. The most poignant part of the play is the end, yeah. perhaps. And um, they do this great thing where they show the mining figures, so the number of people who worked in the mining industry over time and how that decreases. They're showing that up on a projector whilst, and I'm going to be honest here, the painters are saying something. I have no idea what they were saying because I was so focused on the numbers. There was, a, there was what felt like a very poignant speech at the end being given by each of yeah. the, the painters and, and neither of us paid a blind bit of attention no. to what was said because we were looking to see the decline in the, yeah. in the coal industry and in, in, in the numbers of people working in the pits and it distra- distracted us completely from the end. Which, yeah, we, but having said that, it was a wonderful show, wasn't it? It was. It really was. It was excellent. Um, and uh, I do say... Now, uh, also, I guess in the interest of full disclosure, your father was one of the figures in it. He was. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, Rory Byrne playing um, an, uh, an art tutor, wasn't he? Yes. He was, he was there tutoring these people, and he really had a, 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 a gravitas and a, a, you know, a real sense, sense of presence. However... There wasn't a, 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 a fault. There was every performance was flawless. Agreed. Yes, I thought they all did incredibly well. When I heard that they, um, it was a play with Geordie accents. I mean, I did wince a little bit. It's not the easiest accent to do, but I think everyone did did really well. I'm not saying the accents were there 100 percent of the time, um, but they were they were good. They yeah. did a really good job. Yeah, quite. And, and there's some very funny moments and and uh, the comic timing and and, yes. and, and yeah, the, yes, the the way as well that it really showed these men and it showed their 
their hearts and their souls. You imagine miners to be people who wouldn't necessarily, uh, particularly from that era as well, from the 1930s, would not necessarily be able to express themselves in such a way, yet it didn't feel like these words were written for them. It really, you know, you really heard the voices Absolutely. of those people, yes, didn't you? Yes, you did. It was really good, really well done. Yeah, okay. Well, um, thank you, uh, Katie. No and uh, yeah, we should go back now to the main podcast uh, studio where, where, oh yeah, and we should also say uh, Susie Wythe was in this. Hello, I'm here with... Kevin Broadfoot and Nick Baker. Who are playing... Uh, Harry Wilson. And I'm playing a chap called Jimmy Floyd. In the Pittman Painters at the Abbey Theatre. How's it going, guys? Well, it's uh, second or third night and it's, 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 we're getting into the parts now. Yes, all, all going very well. Sunday is the, uh, is the first matinee tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, so far, all good. And so you're part of um, Pittman Painters. Have you acted at the Abbey Theatre before, either of you? I have, yes. Uh, a number of Christmas shows. And uh, I was in, most recently, I was in On Golden Pond when I played Charlie the Postman. And I was in um, Under Milk Wood a few years ago when I played the Reverend Eli Jenkins and Professor TikTok. Uh, and this is only my second uh, appearance here at St Albans. Uh, I did uh, a performance of By Way of Murder uh, in the studio theatre earlier on in the year. I've heard that the sound technician for that was particularly good. Uh, I can't remember the sound technician. Um, I think he turned up a few times. Uh, for anyone that hasn't listened to that podcast, it was me. It was me. Uh, <laughs> so how, how's it going? Like, What, what uh, is Pitman Painters about? What are your characters like? It's essentially the story of this group of miners changing from miners into artists uh, and the journey that they took. And although it's based on truth, it's, it's very well written and there's lots and lots of comic moments within it. And so uh, you've been uh, rehearsing for 10 weeks, is that right? That's right. So three, three nights in the week and a Sunday afternoon. So, so it's a real time commitment Ten there. That's, it is, but it's worth it. Um, and so how long have you been acting? Have, have you been doing things for a long time? Have you taken a break for a little bit or, and come back to it? Or I did a little bit of acting at school, like I think probably a lot of people. Um, I didn't do any, anything like this until about 15 years ago. And I did a Christmas show here and just came to a show one day and thought, that's really good, I'd like to have a go at that, and came along and joined up. And I've been in a couple of Christmas shows, and as I say, a couple of serious shows. So, uh, As for me, I used to do a lot of theatre, and also film and TV work many, many years ago, uh, then got into normal work, uh, and now that I've semi-retired, I'm now getting back into doing uh, theatre, and again, also a bit of film and TV work as well, from time to time. So we've mentioned that it's set in Ashington, and so you, I assume, you both have to, t- to do accents for your characters, is that correct? We do, huh? yes. And, uh, so how have you found that process? Has that, has that been a challenge, or has it been like, no, I just know a Geordie accent, like, back of my hand. No, we, I, I've never had to do a, a Geordie accent before, um, and we, until we came to do this play. And we had a voice coach for one session, for, for one evening, um, that, who was very good and, and helped a lot and gave me a lot, personally, she gave me a lot of guidance and I found that's really been helpful. But I think the fact that we're all doing Geordie accents 
you actually get into it and it develops as you go along. Yeah, I, I think I agree entirely. It's, it's one of those accidents. It started off, it's in, an incredibly difficult acc- accident, accident accident uh, to actually maintain. Uh, it was very easy. And we had a lot of laughs in early rehearsals because people would veer off into Welsh uh, or possibly into Liverpudnian or Yorkshire or Scottish. Uh, I myself occasionally would wander into West Country uh, when doing the Geordie accent. But I think probably yeah, after... After about ten weeks, we've we've all pretty much got it got it off to a fairly fine art. I think I think the real test of it will be if what a Geordie says, and I'm not a Geordie, so don't ask us. <laughs> <laughs> so you've done two nights here. What would you say has been the best thing about putting on Pitman Painters? What what's the thing where you're like, yep, definitely going to take that away with me? Gosh, I it might it might be too early to say, I suppose. No, I think there's a real I think as a group, as a, as a cast, we've really come together as a group and as a real camaraderie amongst the cast. Um, it's not an easy play to do. And there's a lot of difficult words, um, not difficult words, but long speeches and so on, that when you're trying to do it in a difficult accent, make it hard to do. So we've all stumbled at times and, and the encouragement from other people I found really helpful. Um, but what will I remember or take away do you know what really, I, what, what makes it for me is the interaction between the action on the stage and the graphics that are projected onto the back of the stage for the audience to see. And we hadn't seen those until today for the first time. So, uh, so this afternoon when we came down, we were shown what was actually being projected onto the back of the stage, which we don't normally see, which the audience is seeing. And it's pictures that the Pittman, the Pittman actually painted. Mm. So and I think I'll take that. I think that the, the graphics, the visuals is, are really good. Uh, and for me, I think probably the best thing uh, that I enjoy about Pittman Painters is in one of my scenes, I get to eat cucumber sandwiches and sausage rolls. So I get a free dinner every night. <laughs> he does. Fantastic. And Pittman Painters is on until... 16th of November so find uh, details for purchasing the tickets in the podcast show notes uh, is there anything else you'd like to like to add and now we'll go to the weather <laughs> we will not go to the weather we don't have the budget for any weather with Steph talking about um, Flint Street Nativity which is on at the Barn Theatre in Welland from the 15th to the 23rd of November um, just to say while I'm talking about the logistics let's talk about tickets if you want to get tickets the link is in the show notes on the podcast um, or you can look on www.stalpenspodcast.com and uh, you can get all the links through for the tickets on there so we were just talking about the challenges of of um, acting as a child not as a caricature mm-hmm. Um, what do you find as as an as an actress, darling? Um, <laughs> what do you? How do you find just generally your approach? Like, how do you kind of go about learning your lines? I'm always really interested in different uh, techniques that everyone has. Oh, my line learning technique's quite boring. <laughs> I just I just learn it by rote. I highlight I highlight everything mm-hmm. and then I learn it. I just look at the lines. Just repetition and, and repetition. repetition. Um, I find highlighting the script really important because some I sort of match up the repetition with sort of a visual memory. Mm-hmm. So I sort of can 
remember sort of how many highlighted bits there are on a page and then I think right well there's definitely three bits on that page what three bits of words are those and try and sort of learn them it's funny how my memory works like that thing oh I'm at the top of the next page now and here's where I go yeah and and how many are in the cast so we've got uh hmm, that's a very good question (laughs) she said counting the fly she's actually counting the flyer (laughs) ten a flyer which is uh, a lovely picture of of the cast yeah it's a hand-drawn picture is that actually you guys it actually is yes um so they that'll be they'll put that as the picture of our artwork so we'll uh everyone can see that'll be the front yes. page so that that uh little pit poster is actually the guys but hand-drawn i love that yeah so it was a, a photograph taken of the cast right at the beginning of, of uh-huh. rehearsals and then our lovely set designer who's also a fabulous artist uh, has drawn a picture for the artwork Amazing. and we've subsequently then taken a photograph which we now have for publicity of yeah. us actually in costumes that we've been putting in the artwork oh. so nice it's uh, very nice i like that so i mean i'm i guess for the for the first time in the play that i'm currently in doing more of like an ensemble piece where Mm. it's really like there's six or seven people on stage at one time and and the lines are all over the place as opposed to probably before it's been more kind of one-to-one dialogue um or monologues i guess and um what about is this a challenge that you're facing now is that it's quite all over the place in terms of there's i should imagine with kids it's quite fast paced yeah so if that's how you've got it with Pittman paced <laughs> adults imagine that plus yeah. with a load of kids and so it is quite chaotic a lot of the time you know there's lots of characters on stage a lot, a lot of the time there it does sort of come down to twos and threes and mm. pairs whatever sometimes um but yeah obviously as kids they're all sort of running into each other mm-hmm. talking over each other bits of conversations sort of happen unrelated to each other as kids do they just sort of even if they're mid-conversation they start talking about something completely random so that that's been quite an interesting challenge for all of the cast actually just sort of that line learning where you don't necessarily get that flow of dialogue between characters everything everyone's just sort of talking about completely different things all on top of each other so that's been quite interesting to get to grips with that's something i think and again we saw it in um fugue recently in the maltings where the the dialogue was quite the, the characters did end up talking over each other quite a lot which was a very natural thing that you do in conversation but it's not natural to be able to deliver on stage mm. i think that's really challenging to get right yeah um so i think yeah i can i'm sort of imagining it now <laughs> like, <laughs> and what have i been doing today um but yeah no lovely so what's your favorite moment of the the play Oh gosh, there are so many. Favourite moment of the play. Um, mm. Oh, that's really tricky. Yeah. That's really that's tricky. Good that there's, there's so many, many to, to pick. Um, mm. I'll Why say you... the uh, maybe the finale. Actually, the, oh, ver- yeah. the very the very ending is quite a sort of. Um, it's a nice combination of sort of humour and sort of quite heartwarming poignant. sort of poignant yeah. moments so Aww. i think it sort of builds to quite a quite an interesting and fun ending I yeah think. oh lovely and it so it was a film wasn't it that's right um 1999 yeah film um made for tv film okay um with lots of sort of comedy stars in it, it had frank skinner jane horrocks josie lawrence yeah lots of very great people it's not at all intimidating to play <laughs> roles that they played um and then it was a became a stage play in 2006 okay. um, did you did you do a lot of kind of watching did you see did you watch the movie to kind of get inspiration or have you avoided that so you don't 
um, I watched repetition. I watched the film right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think maybe even before the auditions, actually, just uh-huh. to sort of familiarise myself with it. But then I haven't looked at it since. Yeah, yeah. I it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think there's so many um, great things, and it's you kind of want to get your inspiration, but equally you want to do it your own. You know, read it for yourself and, mm-hmm. and get your own take on it, don't you? Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Well, we look forward to hearing all about it. Uh, any of our listeners who go and see it, please let us know what you think. We, we like judging. We do like judging. And we'll yes. come along and, <laughs> and have a look. And um, I, um, yeah, wish you all the best for the run. Thank you for coming to talk to us. Thank you for having me. And hopefully you get lots and lots of people coming to see you. Yes, do come along. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Steph. Hi, I'm Elspeth Jackman, inviting you to listen to my podcast, One to One with Elspeth Find a local person with a story and I'll be there to draw out all those little details you want to know about. If I'm fascinated, so will you be. Each week I'll be talking to an interesting character who has a tale to tell. And the beauty of it is you can listen whenever you want to. To find the podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for The St Albans Podcast. Alternatively, go to stalbanspodcast.com slash Elspeth. That's one-to-one with Elspeth, part of the St Albans Podcast in association with the Hearts Advertiser. You never know, you could be my next guest. So we are back uh, with Sarah Ferdinand and Lily Hello. Prowse who are talking Hi. to us um, about the yellow. I keep saying us because I'm used to Ben being here mm, as well. Um, it's not, we've, we've ditched him for now. <laughs> oh. uh, so we are talking about the yellow wallpaper. Now I'm really interested in the theme and one thing that you mentioned in the first part, Sarah, was mm-hmm. that this is, um, so it's an exploration of the mental strain of motherhood. Yes. And how people who come along to watch it, you know, maybe can identify with having been through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also for their friends, you know, people who haven't been through this mm-hmm. will be able to kind of maybe get a better understanding, do you think? I'd like to think so, yeah. And I, and I wanted to make sure that this play wasn't just an, an old piece of fiction that was a little bit dusty and irrelevant. Mm. I find it really moving and powerful um, on its own. But I wanted to make sure it could still be seen as a um, a relatively modern and contemporary piece mm-hmm. and still something that we need to challenge um, so absolutely and I think I've well I have got a um, one male character in the piece <laughs> um, but again it's not like a, a, a man bashing play at no. all I mean he's very much a you know a lovely guy you know he's trying his best she's trying her best the friends are you know trying to give support but everyone's just getting it a little bit wrong so I think you know if you came along to see this play you could identify with any one of those characters and go Mm -hmm. yes you know what I have I have said that line I've said exactly that before and you know it might be something simple like just tutting as someone with a buggy goes past (laughs) and and maybe to you that is quite annoying because you wanted to get somewhere but for that person who's just been brave enough to get out of the house with that push chair and that baby that's been crying all day that really that's really hurt and the screaming child and, screaming and someone child. sighing yeah and it's not no one means any harm and I no. think it's just an opportunity for us to go gosh actually yeah I think I have done that mm. um, and just to question it so interesting I do, and I do consider this to be a relatively triggering place so as I say the first half is fun it's energetic it's you know it's almost chaotic it's like a mm-hmm. whirlwind and the second half very much is quiet and we go oh, right so this is where the descent happens um do you, th- get- do you think it will be quite challenging for someone who has struggled to watch it? Or do you think it will be more um, something that kind of goes, you're not alone, this is think, very normal? Yeah, definitely that. I definitely want to get that across. Um, 
I think it will be triggering however because there you know there are elements in there that we can all relate to and things that are scary and upsetting um but I think those things are just you know as important to have on stage as the comedy and the fun Mm -hmm. factor um you know I want to sort of put those things to the forefront so the audience can see that um but what we've done to kind of support that is we're going to have a talk back at the end of each show okay so we're finishing around half nine mm-hmm. um my anticipation is that we'll finish around that time and there'll be about half an hour maybe 20 minutes to talk back to someone you know going to get a trained counsellor in that's so interesting so the audience okay. can just, if they wanted to we can explore mm. things with the characters yeah. with with me as director with lily as assistant director mm-hmm. just explore some of the things that came up um so i want it to be a very supportive piece something that for me theatre's role is to try and inspire social change or support things that need to be supported um yeah so it's a really important piece for me and i'm hoping that after this we'll get some exposure and we can take it to other places as well i think that's so interesting and i guess a question for you lily so because you're you're a lovely young lady thank Um, you as are you (laughs) not thanks um slightly more haggard i think um and so i mean so sarah has three children i have two young children they suck my life i love them um you're not there yet say my life sucks yeah yeah not quite there yet no i don't have any children how do you feel about this play does this does it does it scare you i think there's a lot of different elements to it so in terms of um, the motherhood and, and kind of people being judgy about that. I think we were saying there's kind mm. of an exaggeration mm. on the characters that maybe judge her and we kind of laugh at them. So rather than judging ourselves, mm-hmm. I can go, oh, there was probably that one time that I might have judged a mother for their child crying mm. or been annoyed and it's made me laugh at myself and I think it's been mm. really clever the way Sarah's done that so I can laugh at myself and we'll now think again moving forwards rather right. than judging and being like oh my god I've done that I feel terrible it's you know it's kind of laughing at that there is an element in it I think with the relationship between the the um the partners so he Mm -hmm. and she Mm -hmm. um that I could maybe relate to that kind of scares me a little bit more in terms of an element of control or a judgingness or or the view that society might have of the woman's role compared to the man's Mm -hmm. role when it when it comes to that and that's made me question things and maybe relationships I've been in and um but yeah I think it's all important points that have been brought about that we can see and it's very subtle um and I think we were talking about how Sarah wants the audience to feel about the characters and we want them to be sympathetic to both characters and and realize there's the relatability there Mm. um so yeah what I love about theatre is that everyone can watch the same performance Mm -hmm. and pick up on different things and have a different viewpoint or a different emotional response but I think Sarah's got a great way of balancing the funny with the serious and obviously leaving everyone feeling really positive by the end of it I think this will be so interesting especially will um I'm desperate to come and see it um since I heard about it desperate to watch Mm -hmm. it um I, I would definitely be one of these ones where I come with Ben and he's, you know, 20-something, young guy, no kids, and we always have, like, mm-hmm. quite different views after these sorts of things. It'll be really interesting. Yeah. But um, I can't wait to see more about it. Um, thank you again. That's the Yellow Wallpaper, so 21st to 23rd of November at the Maltings Arts Theatre. Um, and we just, we look forward to it. Thank, thank you amazing. very much. Thanks for coming to talk to us. Thank Many you so thanks much. Thanks for having us on the show. I'm back with David and Annette now. We are talking about the children, which is on um, at the Maltings Arts Theatre. Now, we did um, we mentioned all of that. Of course, if you want to buy tickets, um, check the show notes for the podcast or on our website, uh, which is stalbinspodcast.com, because we will have links to the tickets so you can go buy. Go buy them now. 
okay great um so we were talking about this so we've david tell me about your approach so you're you're directing this you've directed lots of things before so you're seasoned seasoned and you're you're kind of doing it in a quite intense period yeah. of time yeah i prefer to work um in an intense way mm-hmm. um, uh, i think we run a theatre school as well and uh, we, we, we always say the benefit of doing a holiday course is the children never get a chance to forget it yes uh, so they come in day after day after day if you're rehearsing week on week on week they forget everything yeah. and you have to go back and do it again um, but similarly with this it, it enables you to really really get under the mm-hmm. skin of the play um, under a very intense period and give it your full concentration for mm-hmm. that time um, one of the real bugbears with running in any sort of uh, show that's not fully professional is that you have inevitably other commitments mm-hmm. that members of the cast have yes. um, and trying to rehearse without certain members at certain times is extremely difficult so what, yeah. we, what, what I like to do with this is to say look we need your full commitment for two weeks um, no other <laughs> bookings yeah. possible during that time and in that time you actually get more hours anyway yeah. than you would do in a normal rehearsal period over periods of weeks. Yeah, and it stays with. It stays with you. Um, you stay in the moment and stay very mm. focused. Um, and it produces its own energy. Yeah. Uh, it really drives towards the performances and it's a much more productive way of working. Fantastic. So, I mean, let's let's uh, take a bit of an unexpected tangent here because you mentioned the theatre school, mm. um, which is Best Theatre Arts. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, obviously, we love talking about all the different kind of ways people get into acting. Um, tell me a bit about that because you've you, you run this um, for kids' age, what four and upwards, is it? Three and upwards, uh, three three to eighteen, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's it's for children who just want to be there and have fun and, and work with their friends, and it's uh, about building teamwork, communication, sociability, and you know, there are a number of the kids who want to go on and do something mm. more. more um, uh, concerted in the and, in the dramatic world, and you've actually been to see a couple of your ex students recently, yeah. haven't you? In doing big, exciting, and that you look super proud. Yeah, I know. <laughs> tell I know. me, tell me about these guys who've kind of been through the ranks and they're now on stage. Well, our most recent one is why I'm beaming ear to ear. Is we went to see one of our students who's at RADA, um, Francesca Hastings. She's a one of our ex students, mm. and she's in her third year there. So wow. they've got their public shows. <gasps> And it was just amazing. It was it was fantastic. Um, yeah, I was so proud of her. Yeah, really, really proud. It must be amazing to see mm. someone who's you know kind of been been with you for such time, seeing that how they developed, yeah. and then to be you know, I mean, something like Rada's phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So she started with whether she was five, didn't she? Wow. She did, yes. Yeah, so. I shall have to I'll send Emily along. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's it's amazing because I think there's so much, you know, we've got so much on offer in, you know, just even locally and mm. so many different theatres and so many different ways to get involved. Mm. And it's just lovely. So we'll we'll have a little, we'll put the links. If you want to have a look at Best Theatre Arts, the link will be in the show notes as well. So you can have a little click through for that. Um, I, I just think it's so it's so interesting. But go, let's go back to the, the play. Yeah. Um, What's been, or what do you think was going to be the big challenge when you get going with this? <laughs> it's all course. All course. <laughs> I mean, it's a three-hander, mm-hmm. so it's really hard work for the actors. Yeah. Um, there's an awful lot of, basically, there's an awful lot of lines to mm-hmm. learn. Um, the precision in the way in which the lines are, are written is, is extraordinary. Yeah. Um, exact slashes where you're overlapping lines and talking over each other. Um, mean that you have to be absolutely precise. You it's can't very get hard a word to, wrong. Yeah, it's hard to get that right when you're yeah. seeing it on stage. I saw it when we came to see Fugue recently. That was done very, very well. Mm. Um, you know, it has to be 
it has to be done it's it's very it's very difficult and it's and it's important that it's done that way and similarly also the way in which she's written you know where there are pauses mm-hmm. hesitations commas um it all becomes very very difficult to to make sure you're getting everything absolutely precise but that's that's a real challenge when it works it's really extraordinary is it a one act it's a one act play it runs for about sort of 90 95 minutes mm-hmm. Um, and it has that energy and it needs to run as a one act yeah. there's no opportunity to break it I'm a big fan of that I think yeah. that's, that's where I'm kind of at at the moment in, with all the we're both fortunate going to see a lot of plays and things but something that just kind of gets it done in that and you're involved the whole time and then you go I mean there's something to be said for ones where you need that break yeah. and you need to kind of digest what's just happened and go back um, but I do quite like that you know get it all done and, yeah. and kind of go out and go ooh Let's talk about it. There's a number of sort of technical challenges as well, like the set's pretty tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, building a sort of complete seaside cottage interior oh, is, is interesting. Yeah. And then, and then uh, having a tidal wave at the end of it. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert, but uh, there's, uh, there's, you know, so there's all sorts of things that happen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the, technically it's quite tricky, and that's, that's probably where most of my nightmares are at the moment. Having, do, having done a couple of read-throughs with the cast already, we're only starting properly on Sunday, but... Mm. In the couple of read-throughs, it's very plain to me that we've got a seriously good cast. Yeah. Uh, and I'm very, very excited. And um, it's beaming again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. He would say that, Yeah, he has he? to say it. Um, brilliant. Well, thank you for coming to tell us about it. I look forward to seeing it. Uh, tickets, as I said, um, on the website. Um, and we will be giving you our full review after, obviously. Excellent. Like, so payment you. in donuts. Um, <laughs> lovely. Thanks so much, David and Annette, for thank joining you. us. Thank Great you. to have Thanks, you. Susan. Wow, that was an awful lot of stuff we've covered. Well, yeah, we, we've been to the moon and back, it feels like. <laughs> Quite the moon, yeah, maybe to Christmas and, and back. <laughs> um, lovely. So, I mean, great show this week. We've had so much, but we've got lots more to look forward to. Obviously, we're going to go and see um, those shows. And also, we'll be doing a preview, and this is where I start to get nervous, mm-hmm. whereas you were nervous at the start of the show. Uh, I'm playing George in George's Marvellous Medicine yeah. at the Abbey Theatre this Christmas, and so we'll be doing a preview of that on I next I can't episode. wait to get my review revenge on you. <laughs> um, yes, so next week's show, we're going to be doing George's Marvellous Medicine preview. You can hear our reviews of the Yellow Wallpaper and of... Um, Endgame, which uh, you can hear our preview of that on previous podcasts. So that's playing at the Watford Pump House. Um, we will be bringing you our review of that as well. So lovely. Thank you very much, Ben. Yeah, it's been a great time. Thank you, listeners. Thank uh, you. Do get in touch if you uh, want to have your voice known. Yeah, join in. Tell us what you think. We want to get more and more people involved, you know, coming along to the theatre being involved in it oh speaking of being involved i'm starting work behind the bar once pitman painters is finished i'm getting stuck in there so um but great thank you to everybody thank you to the hearts advertiser as always for letting us use their office space um and we look forward to speaking to you soon bye bye the st Albans podcast theater show with ben and susie